Welcome into the Grind Sports Podcast, where we take an in-depth look at what it takes to be successful. So whether you're an audio producer or a power lifter, there's a daily grind that takes place in order to be successful. I'm Kyle Vaught, and in this episode, I talk with Moses Allwood of Allwood Athletics. He's a power lifter, as well as a philanthropist, and just an all-around great guy. I decided to talk to him this week because we're kicking off a series called Salute to Resolutions. We're midway through February, and a lot of those January 1 resolutions are starting to get really, really hard, and you are literally facing the grind. So I hope you enjoy this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the series to come. Sitting down with Moses Allwood. He is a wonderful friend, somebody who I got connected with about a year ago, and he's somebody who has a very interesting story. Now, Moses, you are a power lifter and a phenomenal philanthropist. And I can't wait for you to talk about your story and kind of encourage people along their drive in this week's Salute to Resolutions Week. Uh, Moses, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kyle. I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to chat with you. I'm glad you're having me on the show. I'm definitely excited to, to get into the conversation. Well, we were going to do this a couple nights ago, and you had a more pressing matter and so we, we bumped it up a couple days, and that's fine. That's totally fine. We're, we're flexible here. Uh, but I looked on uh, your Instagram that night, and uh, you were putting up some weight. You said you had a specific date with the gym. Is that correct? I did. I did, yeah. I am uh, I plan on squatting 520 that night. I went in there, and it's, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> Setting some goals and meeting them. Okay, so 520. Um, that's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. <laughs> it is. is. Is that a personal record? It was. It was an all-time personal record. Uh, I had been plateaued at 505 pounds for 10 months. Uh, and that was the first time PR in my squat uh, since April, actually. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> This is, this is kind of the perfect intro because one, you just got a personal record on something that you've literally been uh, stuck at and you've, you know, had to grind at, work at, get there, and then you reached it. So in this series, we're talking about resolutions and, and the, you know, the hard part. And we're now into February of 2020 and all the resolutions that were started the first week of January they, I feel like they get to that point and people tend to lose focus. So I want to know how you stay focused in, in, in this drive over the last, you said 10 months. So how have you been able to stay focused and driven during this time? Yeah, no, I mean, I think one of the most frustrating things seeing in the gym is you get to January 1st and you're almost dreading. If you're somebody that consistently goes to the gym, you're almost dreading going back because you know that the droves of New Year's resolutioners <laughs> are going to show up um, and they're going to be there for about two weeks uh, damaging equipment and then they're going to leave. Uh, and so I love that you're doing this segment because I think this is an important conversation to have because at the end of every year, people realize they've eaten too much over Christmas, over Thanksgiving. They put on those extra pounds. They're like, man, I got to get this off. Uh, and so they try for a couple of weeks and they realize weightlifting and going to the gym and running on a treadmill is not as easy as it sounds. Uh, and I think it really requires a passion. 
I think there has to be a drive behind why you're doing it, a, a bigger purpose. You could say, hey, I want to go into a gym and I want to squat 500 pounds. But you also need to recognize it's going to take you thousands of hours to get to that point. And you're not going to put thousands of hours into doing something if there's not a bigger reason for you doing it beyond just squatting 500 pounds, if that makes sense. Right. So when you're talking about purpose and, and, and being driven, uh, what is the bigger or greater purpose for you? Like, like really, what was the key for you staying focused the last 10 months uh, to reach this new record? So I was never actually a good athlete. Uh, growing up, I wasn't uh, the biggest guy. I wasn't the strongest guy. I wasn't the fastest. Um, I was a skinny little kid. Now, it's obviously, for those of you guys listening, you don't know what I look like. I'm 6'2", 275 pounds. Um, but when I was younger, uh, I probably weighed a buck 50 soaking wet um, at the beginning of high school. And so it was for me powerlifting became something that was a therapy for me on a lot of different levels. And it is for a lot of people. Um, I grew up overseas in Ireland. And so I was in a very, being American, I was very isolated over there. And so uh, I found powerlifting to be something in which I found a lot of refuge. And so because I developed this personal connection with it bettering my own mental health, um, and I quickly realized that I was getting stronger and I was actually good at it. Um, that combination of bettering my own mental health combined with bettering my physicality into where I could become someone 6'2", 275 pounds. I mean, that was a game-changing combination. And so I think for me, the key for me staying consistent is knowing, you know, if I continue to do this, one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look a whole lot better, but I'm just, I'm feeling a whole lot better. And I think my quality of life just skyrockets when I'm consistent with training. So you really though, okay, there's so much in that, that I want to unpack too, <laughs> because, okay. Growing up in Ireland, yet you're an American. What were you doing in Ireland? So my parents are missionaries. Uh, okay. They work uh, with an organization called Surge Grace at the Fray. Uh, and so we moved there when I was 12. I lived there for six years. Uh, they're actually still there. Um, but yeah, I, I've experienced definitely a lot of different cultures because of that. Well, that's kind of extremely awesome. Ireland is a beautiful country. I've had the privilege of going and uh, doing a mission over in Ireland as well, as well as doing some sightseeing uh, and stuff like that. Are, are there any areas in Ireland that are your favorite? I think one of my favorite places in Ireland is a, uh, there's a beach down on the West Coast. Uh, it's called British Bay. Uh, and it's just, it, it's one of the places I think I feel the closest uh, to God, that it's a place in which I, I, I can recognize myself as a small human being on a grander scope. And I think that's something that's really important for me, um, especially uh, as a powerlifter, someone who uh, is feeling that mecca of being strong, of being in a place in which you recognize really your insignificance. Uh, that I think it, it's just, it's a wonderful place and it's beautiful. Uh, and I mean, who doesn't love a beach, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, it's, and, and Ireland has some of the most uh, incredible uh, just shorelines period, uh, yeah. whether, whether it's beaches oh, or just, I mean, beautiful shorelines. Uh, and, and that's a very unique thing too, because you feel like you said, very small, but you're anything but small now. I, I mean, you yeah. are a, a very <laughs> massive man. Uh, and, and you've worked to get there. I mean, you, you've put in 
you said you were a buck 50 in, you know, starting high school. I was smaller than that. And I never thought that I would be able to, you know, put on weight or, or anything. Uh, talk to me about some of the, some of the harder areas in your life, uh, in your journey where you kind of had to see that you said it's a release, right? You, you said it's, it's yeah. kind of the excitement and, and the peace where you were able to go and do something and see results. So talk to me about that, you know, those moments in life where maybe you had to make the choice, you know what, I'm going to go to the gym instead of hang out with friends, or I'm going to, you know, not eat this because I want to lose weight or, or I want to put on weight. Um, talk to me about some of those decisions. Cause I feel like in resolutions, everybody always makes those decisions in their head and they're great, but then executing those decisions is where it gets tough. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's taking those small decisions and putting them in a grand scheme of things that kind of in that description of wanting to hit that 500 pound squat of you have to make thousands of little decisions to get to that big decision. Uh, if you are planning on marrying your girlfriend, there are a lot of little decisions you have to make to ensure that happens. Mm. Uh, and so I think when I look at powerlifting, when I look at my um, athletic career, I have to look in the grand scheme of things. I want to be one of the best coaches in the world for powerlifting. That's, that's what I want to do. Um, I recognize that, yes, I'm strong, but my genetics will stop me from becoming one of the best physical athletes in the world. And I'm okay with that. But what I recognize I can be is one of the greatest coaches. And so because of that, um, I have to put myself into a learning position 100% of the time. I have to commit myself to being a lifetime learner. And what that means is I need to sacrifice things that might be temporarily fun, um, like, you know, going out with the guys on a Saturday night and getting, getting cook out at 1130. <laughs> and instead saying, no, like, I'm, I'm going to sit down and, you know, I'm, I'm going to watch some videos on technique of powerlifting. I'm going to spend a little bit longer programming this guy than I did last week. I'm going to spend more intentional time training and learning my own body mechanics that it requires making sacrifices that in the long term you're going to look back and say, man, I'm glad I did that. Uh, and I think if you put something in the bigger scheme of things, man, you can move mountains. All right, Mo, when you're training people and, 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 really working on it. You talked a little bit about programming, you know, somebody, uh, if, if I am somebody who just wants to come to you and, and start working out now, you're, you're a power lifter. So you really, uh, you know, work on certain techniques and things like that. But let's say, you know, I'm a skinny guy or I'm, you know, maybe overweight and I want to lose some pounds. Uh, one or the other, when you're first getting started, what are some of the things that you kind of work at them based on their body type? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think a lot of people overcomplicate it. And one of the things that I try to do with all of my athletes uh, is deconstruct everything on the front end. Uh, if you're going to work with me as an athlete, uh, I get a lot of information from you. From you. Uh, they'll, they'll tell you that I, I give them a pretty rigorous questionnaire um, because I want to know, one, if you even know it, what are your current strength levels? What are your goals? Um, both short-term and long-term. I think it's important uh, if you want to lift, if you want to get stronger, you need to have goals. And your goal can't just be, I want to get stronger. I want to lose weight. 
because that's vague enough that you could get away with not pursuing that goal six days out of the week and then say that one day out of the week you tried a little bit harder. Now, that's not to knock people that are only being able to make it one time a week. Progress is progress. But um, if you're serious about it, you're, you're going to do what it takes. And so the number one thing I ask them is say, hey, let me know where you're at. I don't care if you're uh, at, the, at much of a base level or whether you're an expert. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me as long as people are honest about where they're at. Um, it's important to recognize your own limitations as well as that. I always ask them, hey, what are your injuries? Um, do you have any pre-existing mobility issues? Because a lot of things you can see, you know, you go onto Facebook, Instagram for more than a couple minutes, you're going to see someone messing something up in the gym, especially New Year's resolutioners. So people are going in and they're ill-informed because there is a plethora of false information online about training. And so what that means is it makes people who are coaching and genuine strength athletes lives significantly more difficult because you have all this other information teaching people incorrectly how to lift. And so one of the biggest things I have to do is my first session with someone, I will go into the gym with them and deconstruct all of their lifts. I'll walk them through a week's workouts in about a two and a half, three hour session, which is long. And I don't do that every time, but at least to get a, a full grasp on it. Um, and then, you know, really at the end uh, of saying, hey, are you bought in? That that's the thing I really, really care about. Uh, regardless of if you're super strong or not, like you gotta be bought into the process. Uh, you know, there's that old phrase of 10,000 hours. You gotta be bought in, you gotta be willing put the work in because the process works uh, and there is a documented evidence that strength training and progressive overload works but it only works if you're 110 percent bought in and so that's the biggest thing for me is finding someone that is willing to learn willing to grow and willing to do whatever they need to to become a better version of themselves that's that's awesome like th those are the things that i feel like especially during the series uh, of, of kind of encouraging people throughout their resolutions because their resolutions might not even be gym based, but that's still important because if your resolution is to write a book, you have to be fully bought in, you know, you, you have to uh, put in those 10,000 hours that you were talking about. And so I think that's, uh, you know, spot on uh, with any of your, your training. That's one of the reasons why I call this podcast, the grind sports podcast. It's not necessarily only sports. Uh, you know, or sports exclusive, because there, there is a grind no matter what you do. And you have to learn to experience that grind and, and to be informed of that grind, just like you were talking about being informed about your lifts, being informed about your body. And I'm really kind of curious about your questionnaire and seeing how I would do on it. Because, uh, you know, I want to pass any questionnaire or test with flying colors. <laughs> That's just the way I am. Uh, maybe another day or bonus content. Uh, but I do want to know, like, what are some of the things that you see uh, a common misconception or, or a common mistake in the gym uh, that a lot of people think they're doing something right, but it's actually breaking them down? Uh, give me just like one or two examples if, if you have any on the top of your head. Yeah, I think the two biggest areas where I see breakdown is in the squat and in the bench. I think people know how to use machines for the most part. They figure that stuff out. People know how to run. Well, the two areas which I see a lot, and you'll see a lot on social media, if you'll do it correctly, is the squat and the bench. The number one thing you see on the bench is just dudes are just lying down on the bench. They're picking up a bar. They're slamming it down off their chest, and they're throwing it off. They're doing it as aggressively as possible, 
And in that way, they're hurting themselves over and over and over again. In the same way, with my personal favorite lift, which I would argue is the king of the lifts, is the squat, um, in which you see a lot of people who either don't have the mobility um, or, two, don't have the willingness to squat deep enough. And so you see anything from Gymshark fitness girls to uh, wannabe bodybuilders to random guys in the gym who are what we call quarter squatting in which, you know, they're kind of bending their knees, but they're not really doing anything other than just flexing their hips. Uh, and in the long run, it's extremely damaging, not only just for their own health, but it's damaging because it reinforces for them doing something incorrectly, which makes it all the more difficult to then train someone. Uh, but then again, as I say that, a lot of those people that are doing that are not the ones that end up being in the gym consistently because they don't see results because they aren't trusting the process. I like that because they're, they're not trusting the process. Now, a gym or anything, there's going to be a process. Um, talk to me about preparation outside of the gym. Okay, let's say you have a you know, resolution to go to the gym four times a week. Uh, what do the other three, what do you encourage your, you know, trainees to do on the three other days that they're not in the gym? Rest. Like to be completely blunt, like rest. Um, and people will, will see rest on a program that I give them. And they're like, Oh, that means like, I'll just go in and, you know, maybe jog on the treadmill for 15 minutes. And I'm like, no, like if you walk back into that gym on a rest day, like you're done, like don't, when you got to rest, you got to rest. Like the work isn't done in the gym. And I think that's a common misconception. People think, hey, I went and I deadlifted 700 pounds. Man, I'm so strong now. Like I'm developing all my muscles in the gym. All that's happening in the gym is you're breaking your body down. The days in which the work is done, where the growth happens, is the days you're not in a gym facility. And so taking those days to rest, but do it, do like rest doing something that you love. So something that I would do on those three days, um, one, make sure I'm hydrated, uh, even more so on days that I'm not training, is make sure that I'm hydrated so that I'm fueling my body with what it does to flush out toxins and, and heal. Um, eating appropriately, which I'll admit is my biggest struggle. Because we're we're going to talk it. about that next. <laughs> um, but as well as that, uh, finding things that bring me joy. And so I spend more intentionality coaching on days that I rest and days that I train. All my athletes will say days in which I'm training, I'm pretty much shut down because powerlifting is such a mental sport, I have to be engaged. So I then take the days where I'm not training to invest in other athletes. And it's something I would encourage other people to do as well. Find something that you're passionate about and take the days where you're not training to invest in other people in that thing that you're passionate about. You spread the net wide. Because at the end of the day, in 100 years, a couple of people might still remember who I was, but I'm going to fade. But what's not going to fade is the legacy that I can leave behind by the people that I choose to impact. And that's what matters to me. And that's what I would encourage other people to be doing as well on the days in which they're not training. I, that's awesome. Yes. I, I'm in a hundred percent agreement in that in understanding that when, when we're gone, we're gone. I mean, some people might remember things, but uh, people are going to remember what we put in motion and, and what we really worked on with passion and how we poured that into others. Uh, and, and that's what we do here at the grind. Like the whole purpose is to get a network of people 
who can be poured into by all sorts of people, whether you're, I say, I say it all the time, but whether you're an astronaut or an athlete, there's a daily grind and, and you need that encouragement sometimes in that next step uh, or that next level uh, pat on the back or whatever. Uh, and so that's awesome. I, I love that you pour into, into people uh, like that on your days off. Now you mentioned about eating and eating <laughs> is a, it, it, eating is a huge, uh, huge deal. Uh, that might be somebody's resolution. You know, I am going to meal prep for, you know, each week uh, out of the month or I'm going to not eat sweets anymore. or I'm going to do, you know, X, Y, or Z. Uh, talk to me about your eating habits and, and how you've seen them change over the years of, of powerlifting and kind of what your body has started needing more and, and how that has helped you train people and encourage people to eat better as well. Yeah. Now, as I said, I think the area in which I struggle the most is probably with my eating. Um, I love food. Uh, and I think uh, powerlifting, fortunately, is a sport in which I can indulge that a little bit. Um, because once again, I think it's an area in which people overcomplicate. You've got every few weeks a new diet is coming out, a new fad, something that's going to help you lose weight fast, build muscle fast shred down for spring break like all, all this stuff <laughs> that promises results in eight weeks and then you're done like in eight weeks go hard and then you're going to be good and what happens is people get caught up in the fad and in starving their body and doing these absurd things to try to reach a goal that then isn't actually sustainable they end up putting the weight back on they end up losing the muscle because it's not sustainable uh and so what I tell people and what I have to tell myself, if you want to lose weight, eat less. If you want to gain weight, eat more. Uh, and for the average person that's not a competitive bodybuilder, a professional athlete, I would go out on a limb and say, it doesn't really matter as much about what you eat as far as it's how much of that you eat. Hmm. Um, and, and what I mean by that is I think the wrong way to look at something is saying, mm, pizza is bad for you. Ice cream's bad for you. Chocolate's bad for you. You should just go eat chicken, rice, broccoli, fruit every day for the rest of your life. That's not sustainable. Like your average John Smith or Jane Doe isn't going to do that. They try it for a week. They try it in January, hate themselves and just go back to what they were doing. And I know I would do that as well. I wouldn't want to live on a diet like that. What's healthy is saying, I recognize there is more nutritional content in eating chicken, rice, and broccoli, and that's going to be my predominant diet. But it is okay for me to have pizza every once in a while. It's okay for me to indulge and allow myself to have some ice cream. But I'm recognizing that by me doing that, I'm going to need to work a little bit harder in the gym the next day. And I think it's about a healthy balance. So for me, when I look at my diet, I say, man, I love grilled cheese. There's really nothing I love more than a good grilled cheese sandwich. But I also recognize that it is butter, bread, and cheese. There's not too much <laughs> a nutritional value in eating grilled cheese. But I also recognize that I'm training 20 hours a week and I'm burning up those calories. And it's still going to be able to be used as fuel. And I think if you eat in moderation, you enjoy what you enjoy, and then you focus on what you need to in the gym. Diet is a huge part of it, but it's not something that people need to overthink. I do want to know what is it that you smell 
Like before you lift, uh, what is that? So it's ammonia, it's smelling salts. So it's, uh, I'm sponsored by a company called Skull Smash. Uh, and so what it does is it, one, works a little bit as a vasodilator. When you smell it, it forces you to take a deep breath in as your body kind of re uh, reacts to it. Uh, same stuff they use uh, for unconscious people to revive them. Oh, yeah, that's, so what, I, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. And so it just floods your body with adrenaline for about 20 to 30 seconds, which is pretty much just en enough time to get you through a heavy lift. Yeah, I, 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 I see you and some of the other Liberty Powerlifters, you know, they'll, they'll hit this, you know, thing and it's like they're doing a line of coke. I'm like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. Now I oh, know. Brutal. So I just got a new bottle today. I'm so <laughs> excited tonight. Man, uh, that that's pretty. That's new information. I, I I didn't know you're literally using like smelling salts to to yeah. go <laughs> in the gym. You know, I'm thinking like old school. You know, gym rats. The they got the the bowl of chalk and they're out there and you know they're they're lifting weights like Arnold used to. And, and you walk in and, you know, just snort one real quick and then throw up a bunch <laughs> of weight. These are, these are the things that will probably make the audio podcast and not the YouTube video. I'm just, I'm giving yeah. you a heads up right now. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, we, we always do a rapid fire segment as well. And this one, we've kind of t uh, covered some of it, but I'm going to ask them, uh, a little bit different and, and hopefully it throws you off guard also, you know, allows you to answer pretty quickly. So say the first thing that comes to your mind, uh, what's your favorite cheat day meal? Oof, I love me some sushi. Wasabi's has got half price sushi on a Sunday. That's game over. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your favorite song to listen to while powerlifting? Ooh, that's a tough one. After, I'm just such a high energy guy. Something I've really been rocking out to recently. The song I was listening to when I squatted 520 uh, was Another Level by Hollywood Undead. Interesting. Yes. Super, <laughs> super heavy, just like rock. It's an angry vibe. Uh, and it's very frequently the intensity I'm lifting at. So I love it. That, that that makes that makes a lot of sense too because i feel like power lifters specifically you go through such intense motions uh and you need something that gets your blood pumping like you need something that really uh that you know hypes you up or or drives you insane in a way yeah and i mean well and speaking on that just for a second i mean you really have to think especially for these listeners here when you're putting the, the thought that goes through your head, when you put 500, 600, 700 pounds on your back, I'm going to die. Oh, wait, have, no, sorry. That's my yeah, thought. You, you, you can't have a split second of doubt. Like there can't be anything within you that says, damn, this is kind of heavy though. It has to be adrenaline and saying, this is my weight. This is my time. I'm not about to lose to this weight. I'd rather die than not than hit this weight. And so because of that, the music, the ammonia, everything has to be this high octane level because you're literally battling down 
your own mortality <laughs> for the entirety of the time that you're under that weight, you know? <laughs> you just described a random crack house. Like, <laughs> the ammonia. <Yeah. laughs> like, oh, you, you're battling the days and the weight. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to do on your off day? Favorite thing to do on my off day? Honestly, play video games. Uh, I'm a big Assassin's Creed guy. Uh, and so I could, I could sit down for hours and just zone out, play some Assassin's Creed, and feel the most relaxed in the world, uh, and come back the next day, smash some PRs. <laughs> that's hey i like assassin's creed uh, i played all not all of them i played the first three um but never never really i got busy um but i you know i'll play some Fortnite. but that's pretty oh, much yeah. it I, I i rock out the uh the Fortnite. so that's that's what i do on my time off um i really expected you to like go ham and be like there's no days off but you didn't do that so <laughs> I, I ruined that, you know, question a little bit. <clears throat> Moving on. Um, pick one. And I know which one you're going to pick, but we're going to have you pick anyway. Uh, bench or squat? Oh, come on now. Squat. <laughs> well, I, I know. That's why I said I know you said it earlier. Okay. Uh, barbell or dumbbells? Oh. Barbell. Sometimes that's down. Okay. CrossFit or aerobics? Oh, man. Wow, that's a tough question. Man, I, I'd have to say aerobics. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> I just, I just can't just choked on my tea. <laughs> you hate CrossFit <laughs> that much. I, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't go back to it. I could never. I started in CrossFit. It's the first, uh, any form of weight training I ever did. I'll never go back. Why? Never. I think for me, it's just, it's such the butt of jokes for the fitness community that like, I just, I couldn't go from being the, the alpha of the fitness community to being back to being the infant. If that <laughs> makes sense. All right. Fair so, I mean, there's, there's some, there's some really good CrossFit athletes. Like there are incredible athletes that are CrossFitters, but there's also a ton of just, horrifically injured people because they've just gone in and just thrown a barbell over their head and just kind of hope for the best. I see. That's why I never did CrossFit. Although my old roommate did CrossFit all the time and he was in phenomenal shape and, you know, phenomenally healthy, but I think he did it very well and he knew his limitations. He would always tell me it's a deload week or, you know, it's, it's a week where he wouldn't be in the gym as much. He'd be like, I just know my body. Uh, but yeah, there are a lot of people who I would, I would literally <laughs> see in the gym. I mean, it would look, it would look as if they, their muscles and their bones were trying to break out of their body and run away <laughs> because yeah. they were just yeah. throwing weight all over the place. Mm -hmm. uh last question uh rowing or the elliptical i love rowing so i'd have to choose that that that's uh that's one i kind of anticipated i did try to throw the crossfit and aerobics on you just because i had a feeling I had a feeling when yeah. when a power lifter has the chance to do something just not lifting at all or like very awkward lifting 
I, 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 I was really, really hoping for that question. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I enjoy rowing a lot. It's the one thing where it still kind of feels like I'm lifting. <laughs> it's, it's, that's the, that's the motion at least. One of the last things that I always ask everybody is a three-part question. I always ask everybody that's on this show, uh, what are your goals? And since we started a new year, uh, a new decade, 2020, um, we'll stick to just this year, but I always ask, what are your goals? How will you get there? And what inspires you? Uh, so Mo, what are your goals for 2020? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, it's something I've been thinking about actually the last few weeks. Um, well, one of my goals for 2020 I actually jumped on before 2020 started, uh, was to start my coaching platform. Um, this is a, a quick plug. Uh, I started all with athletics. Um, back in November, uh, my coaching platform to start taking on clients and athletes and developing a community of stronger people. Uh, and so I was able to get a jump start on that. An old coach of mine just prompted me, you know, she said, what's holding you back? Uh, and so that was a big thing for me is, is launching all with athletics. Um, I think another one of the, the goals for me uh, is I would love to total 1500. Uh, that's the, the short term goal for me in 2020. Uh, I currently total 1365. So to put another 135 pounds on my total this year uh, is my fitness goal, at least. Um, Please explain that because I don't know what so, that means. So across my squat, bench, and deadlift, um, I total 1,365, 1,365 pounds across the three. Uh, and so for me on a platform, I would like to total 1,500 pounds. Uh, and so what that would take uh, is significantly more training. Um, but just consistency, once again, it's staying in that gym, staying in training blocks over the course of the year, um, and then just getting into a, a meet when the time is right uh, to hit that total on the platform. Um, and so along with that, uh, that would bring me very close to total uh, to, for qualifying uh, for raw nationals for powerlifting, uh, wow. which is my next goal. So um, really for me, it, it's tangible, small steps, as I said, to get to this larger goal. Um, and Competing at nationals will be huge, uh, but, and I, but I think larger than that in 2020, I want it to be a year of me influencing other people possibly um, and planting seeds uh, for them to then go on and impact other people. That I want to broaden my network of the people that I've been able to positively influence through powerlifting because of what powerlifting has been able to do for me. I want to be able to share that with others. And I think 2020 is a really great year to start doing that. That's awesome. Uh, and, and you mentioned kind of how you're going to get there is, is a lot of those smaller steps, uh, you know, and, and taking the, the smaller, uh, you know, steps to get to the bigger moments. Uh, but how are some of the, what are some of the things that you're doing practically, uh, like right now, uh, you know, to, to maybe prepare yourself or prepare others uh, to be able to uh, you know, step into their dreams and into their goals for 2020? Because you said you would like to inspire others as well. Uh, so what are some of the things that you do now? Like, you know, this week or, or in this month? Yeah, so uh, I currently have a completely full roster of athletes. Um, we went from two athletes in November to 15 a couple weeks ago. Uh, and so right now I'm, I'm at a, a maximum capacity um, of just of, of coaching all these guys. Uh, and I think there's something really special about going into La Haye, the gym at Liberty, and 
looking around and seeing a ton of different people lifting off of what I've written for them. Um, and having them come up to me, you know, while I'm lifting and feeling comfortable enough to come up to me while I'm lifting to ask me questions, um, learn more, get their form critiqued. And so I think for me, it's day in and day out, allowing myself to be open um, to helping others and putting others first. Uh, I worked at a camp for the last few summers called Summer's Best Two Weeks. And one of the mottos there is God first, others second, and I'm third. And that's something that I want to personify in my life. And I think it starts today um, by recognizing, first of all, the Lord is sovereign. He is first. Um, he's absolutely first in my life, always will be. But secondly, recognizing that others should be ahead of myself. Christ himself is the one that washed his disciples' feet. And in the same way, I want to be serving those around me, regardless of whether they're stronger than me, less experienced, no matter who they are, of serving them. And then recognizing that I myself am third. And so for me as a coach, it means day in and day out allowing myself to learn from my athletes, trust my athletes, and bear with my athletes, even when they're annoying. Um, because that definitely happens. <laughs> and so I think just day in and day out, allowing myself to be humble, that's where the magic happens. I like it. Uh, what, what is, you know, you talk about your, your faith and, and I like that it drives and inspires you uh, in a lot of ways, but what are some of the other th areas that inspire you? You know, what are some of the things that just, I mean, they, when your head hits the pillow at night or when it comes up in the morning, what are some of the things on your mind uh, that really just drive you? Yeah, I mean, I think I see, you know, the gym is a place where there's a lot of rehabilitation. There are recovering alcoholics, recovering drug addicts, ex-cons, uh, a lot of the LGBTQ plus community um, who are all looking for a safe place to train and be loved. And I think I see people who are broken, who want to better themselves, people who have had a really hard knock life, people who have been spit on, who have been ridiculed, who have been, you know, just the low lowlifes, the people that got bullied, you know, back in, in high school, middle school. And I think I empathize with that. And I think what inspires me is seeing those people who are having such a difficult time in life get up every day and continue to perform tells me, how dare I say that I have it tough? You know, how dare I say, mm, I don't know if I want to go to the gym today. Because I see somebody who's training in Southeast Asia or in the center of Africa who doesn't have access to nice facilities or an air-conditioned unit who's getting out there breaking world records and saying, hey, I'm going to become a better version of myself regardless of what my surroundings are. And, dude, that's just so inspiring. And so when I see people who, you know, have recovered from – being heroin addicts, I have a couple of friends who were heroin addicts that went on to become great power lifters. I say, man, if they can do it, I should be should better be able to. And so that for me is what's so inspiring is seeing those people who just grind and just say, Hey, I'm going to be one of the best no matter what it takes. That's awesome. That, I mean, that, that inspires me just hearing some of those uh, stories and, and kind of looking at it. And, I, and I've said it before and I'll say it, you know, often. I, I do feel like there's a difference between being good at something and being the best at something. And that difference yeah. always lies within those who can set an example and, and get up day in and day out and grind it out, whether it's, you know, powerlifting or, you know, in the gym training, uh, maybe you're an athlete or, or maybe it's, the fact that you really, really want to run a business or, or you're really good 
at, you know, selling and you want to be a good salesman, like the people who are really enjoying the grind and they get up day in and day out and put in the effort. I think those are the people that uh, I want to hear their story because it inspires me so much. So that's awesome that uh, you've got people and then uh, you've got an awesome network and a, and a group of people around you as well. So you get to see, like you said, the gym is is such a place of rehabilitation where you get to see people change. I mean, literally, you, you'll see whether it's weight put on or weight coming off, you physically and visibly see people change. Uh, and that's got to feel pretty good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's a wonderful thing to see. Even when it's not yourself and just seeing that change in other people. Oh, man, it's life giving. It absolutely is. Well, you mentioned Allwood Athletics and congratulations on, on getting that rolling. Uh, I really, you know, can't wait to see all the athletes that come out of that. I know right now you've got 15, but who knows in the next few years, uh, I mean, those 15 could branch into 30, 40, 50, 100. Uh, I mean, we could be seeing them on, on you know, national tournaments, and that's pretty awesome. So I always let people and tell people, go ahead, shout out your work. How can people see you? Uh, what are your socials? Things like that. Uh, if you have a website up, uh, how can people reach you? Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest thing, number one place to contact me, as you said already, uh, is I'm on Instagram at Big Mo Powerlifting. Um, and the offshoot of that is Allwood underscore athletics. Um, Allwood athletics is really, it's my, it's my love child. Um, that's what I want everything to come from, uh, is an opportunity for me to, to coach, to learn and, and develop a team, um, that's by athletes for athletes. And it's something for me that's just so near and dear to my heart, um, that I want it to be something I wish I could give to everybody. And so because of that, uh, just yesterday, uh, we officially launched the Liberty University Powerlifting 16-week program. And so on this topic of resolutions, uh, one of the things that holds people back is money, um, affording a coach, affording programming. I mean, I get that. Uh, I don't have the capability to not charge people if I'm working them individually just because of the time constraints. And so what myself and a couple other Liberty Powerlifting people did is we curated a 16-week program. Uh, it can be found in the link in my bio on Instagram or on Liberty Powerlifting's, and it's a completely free 16-week program to get you stronger, starting at the most basic level until you peak all three of your lists to hit huge PRs at the end. And so that's the biggest thing I'd pitch, not even for myself, because I don't get anything out of it, but rather if you're listening to this, I'm saying, hey, if you're at a point where you want to get stronger, if you're at a point where you're saying, hey, man, like I'm ready to make a change in my life. Dude, reach out to us um, because we absolutely, the goal of Liberty Powerlifting, the goal of my heart and my life is to help as many athletes as I can. Uh, and of course, because I'd be remiss if I didn't, um, I always want to thank my sponsors, which is Skull Smash Ammonia uh, and Raw Grip Chalk, uh, just for being consistent. Uh, if you want great ammonia that's going to knock your head <laughs> clean off your shoulders uh, in time for you to lift, um, get you some Skull Smash. Steve's incredible. Um, he's been very generous um, to me and all of Liberty Powerlifting. Same thing for Raw Grip Chalk. Um, it's liquid chalk, which means there's less mess, uh, and you're going to pull a hell of a lot more than you would have been without it. So those are my shout-outs. Hey, I, I, that's awesome, man. I, that's what we're here for, to get it out there. And uh, there are people who are still up in Lynchburg, Virginia, who listen to this podcast. Um, and so if the, any of you are, are listening, if any of you are up at Liberty still, 
or maybe you graduated and you're, you know, in, I don't know, Nashville or you're in uh, Washington, DC or, or Maryland or Florida. If, if you're listening to this and you want uh, to get back in the gym, you know, these are some of the things that can help you. Uh, and then at, you know, Big Mo Powerlifting is a great, great uh, person to reach out to. I mean, it's been such a great conversation uh, to kick off this Salute to Resolutions series and, and to really kind of get people uh, refocused, revitalized, or or maybe just questioning. Maybe somebody hasn't even had a resolution yet, uh, but through this podcast, they're starting to think of, uh, hey, it is doable, so, so let's try it. Uh, and so, uh, Mo, I can't thank you enough for uh, coming on the show. Do you have any last tips or, or uh, encouraging words or, or things that can uh, really kind of the behind the scenes stuff that can really jumpstart, uh, either jumpstart or, or restart a resolution? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing I would say uh, is, is it day one or is it one day? Uh, that we are in a society of people who want to make change, but don't want to make the move to do it. Uh, one of my all-time uh, favorite lifters is Ronnie Coleman, of course, the king. He said, everybody want to be a bodybuilder, but don't nobody want to lift no heavy-ass weight. And it's a true statement that everybody wants to be a great version of themselves, but they don't necessarily want to put the work in to make it happen. And so I would just say, hey, if you're waiting for the sign, this is it. Go to the gym get started. doesn't matter if it's just the barbell. doesn't matter if it's a five pound dumbbell. Get started. Make the change today. I love it. Thank you so much, Mo. I appreciate your time. And again, I can't wait to see what you're doing, especially this year. Um, and I, I see your Instagram all the time right before I go into the gym. Sometimes I'll, I'll hit up a video of yours uh, and you're screaming and throwing up more weight than I could ever simply imagine. Uh, gets me pumped to throw up little weight, very little weight <laughs> compared to you. I appreciate that. I, I'm glad you had me on. I appreciate it. I got to, to chat for a little bit. If you like the podcast, please let me know. You can find us on social media on Instagram at TGS underscore network. And on Twitter, you can find us at TGS underscore podcast. If you want to as well, you can find a little bit more content on our YouTube channel, And that's just the Grind Sports Network. I hope you'll check us out and like and subscribe. Don't forget to share and don't forget to grind on.